lung cancer. What you need to know. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we'll be talking about the prevention and treatment of lung cancer on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician with Access Healthcare in Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today as we dive deep into this topic of lung cancer and some new recommendations that have just come out. We'd like to first take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Uh, we'd like to thank Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications nationwide directly to your home with free shipping often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. You can check them out at marleydrug.com. And thanks to We Care Pharmacy and Apex, they offer great customer service, free local delivery, and a price match to keep the cost of your prescriptions as low as possible. You can find them at wecarepharmacyapex.com or give them a call at 919-629-6010. You know, Dr. Forrest, that we have a, a very attentive and loyal audience, and often they will have questions about our topics here on the show and would like to reach out to you for more information. And if folks want to do that or they want more information about your practice or maybe even hear the show again, how can they do that? Well, if they miss part of the show or they have family members or friends that they think would be interested or they want to hear the show, uh, they can always uh, find an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com. Uh, we also upload to Apple Podcasts. So if you use your phone to do Apple Podcasts, you can also uh, download the podcast there. Uh, if you want to send questions that sometimes we will answer on our mailbag shows, you can send an email to accesshealthradio, uh, all one word, at gmail.com, and hopefully we'll be able to answer that for you on a future show. And if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or you can give us a call at 919-363- 0190 if you want to become a patient or schedule an appointment. Dr. Forrest, uh, lung cancer, our topic today, and it is, of course, uh, one of the scariest kinds of cancer out there. And um, I want to find out just how deadly it can be today and uh, how can we prevent it? Yes, uh, Mike. Uh, unfortunately, lung cancer is uh, one of the most dangerous cancers. And although it is much more common in smokers, about 80 to 90% of lung cancers in smokers, there are some types that can happen in anyone, even people who've never been exposed to cigarette smoke. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, we're going to start the show today by talking about the newest screening guidelines that are meant to help prevent lung cancer uh, in smokers. And uh, this is a recent change and it really is going to affect many people uh, that did not even know that they needed this test. And it's certainly a test that has not been recommended uh, for people in the past, especially as an annual screening test. So this is a big change. So tell me about this screening test recommendation. Uh, wh what's changed? And tell me about that test. Well, in the past, we, we really did not have any type of annual screening recommendation at all for lung cancer. And, but now, 
the recommendation is, is that people that have smoked at least a pack per day for 20 years, what we call 20 pack years, um, it's recommended that you get an annual, that's every year, uh, get a low-dose CT scan to screen for lung cancer. And, and this is really a major change, Mike. Uh, you know, in the past, uh, we only had uh, recommended a single one-time CT scan, and that was for older patients that had been really heavy smokers for a long time. And now most smokers between age 50 and 80 are going to have uh, been given the recommendation to have a yearly, that's every single year, CT scan of their chest uh, to look for lung cancer if they smoked over 20 pack years. Uh, and it really could have a major impact on diagnosing lung cancer. Uh, we may start to find lung cancers much earlier than in the past. Uh, of course, the sooner in general that you find any cancer, the better the prognosis and outcome is going to be. Well, absolutely. Uh, that's the positive of this. I, but the question that comes to my mind is, are there any side effects to getting uh, a CT scan every year? Uh, I mean, that's – and again, I am not a medical professional, but that sounds like a lot of radiation that folks are going to be uh, exposed to. And not only that, but there's costs involved as well. Could you speak to that? Uh, Mike, that's a great question. I, you know, I personally am not a big fan of getting any extra radiation uh, because, you know, radiation in itself can, can make cancers uh, of many types more likely. However, what has been recommended is a low-dose CT scan. And what they mean by low-dose is uh, they use a lot lower amount of radiation than they would, uh, than they have in the past with, with CT scans, you know, in the past that we had that were very high radiation. So, um, but if, if you use this low dose CT scan, uh, and it does find a lung cancer early, you know, it may be worth it. Um, in terms of cost, it's really going to vary a lot. Uh, typically, you know, at our office and we, we work to help people get lower prices, uh, on these type things because we have a lot of people that don't have insurance that come to us, um, you know, trying to get things done with healthcare more affordably. Mm -hmm. We can usually get CT scans for our patients under $300, even when they don't have insurance and they're not using insurance. Um, but if insurance does cover it, um, you know, there's going to be deductibles, there's going to be co-pays. And a lot of times when something does get billed to insurance, uh, you know, they, they mark that price up, the, the price they charge insurance is a lot higher price typically than what they're going to charge cash. So it's sort of yet to be seen on, you know, what the coverages for this are going to look like um, and, you know, what people's out-of-pocket costs are going to be. Are, are mm -hmm. people going to be able to afford uh, the copay, um, you know, and minus their deductible every year for, you know, 30 years for a CT scan? I think that's yet to be seen. Right. And of course, you and I have spoken here on this program many times about uh, health insurance and uh, the costs thereof and the positives and the negatives of it. So I'm wondering now if with this new recommendation from the American Cancer uh, Association, if if they're recommending this, uh, it would seem to me as though insurance would follow suit and they would pick up the cost from for that. But like you said, that remains to be seen, huh? 
Yes. And, and, you know, many times when we get a new recommendation in medicine um, about, you know, screening or, you know, different therapies, even new medications, even when those medications are recommended by guidelines, um, sometimes the, the insurance uptake on that can be kind of slow. So I wouldn't be surprised that even if there are insurance companies that do uh, cover this CT scan screening for lung cancer, um, it might take a while. It might be a year uh, or more before some of these insurance companies uh, are willing to cover it at all. And again, we're still going to have to see if it's considered a preventative service. Generally speaking, preventative services are supposed to be covered, you know, for, according to the current law um, at sort of a zero copay. Um, but I know from personal experience, having some screening tests done that were screening tests, uh, sometimes you still have some out-of-pocket costs with that. So uh, I think when it gets covered by insurance uh, is one thing to be seen. And then, you know, what is people's out-of-pocket costs going to be? Because uh, usually things like CT scans and MRIs are some of the costliest things we do in medicine. Dr. Forrest, how about our Access Health Tip of the Week this week? Well, the tip of the week this week might not be a surprise to folks, but obviously the most important thing you can do to prevent lung cancer is to avoid smoking or quit as soon as possible. Uh, the more exposed you are to smoke, the higher your risk will be. So not starting in the first place is the best thing you can do to prevent lung cancer. But even if you've been smoking for years, stopping now will lower your risk, not only for cancer, but it will also slow down the progression of diseases like COPD and emphysema. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to talk more about preventing and treating lung cancer, and we'll have our Access Health trivia coming up as well. We're talking lung cancer, what you need to know about it, how to prevent it, and what you need to know in case you are battling it or a loved one is battling it here today on Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, we've already talked some about prevention, but what are some symptoms to watch out for and how would you get diagnosed with lung cancer? Well, yeah, I mean, prevention is always better, uh, but if, um, if you have symptoms, uh, there are certain symptoms that do sort of go along with lung cancer. Now, usually in most people, uh, by the time they have some of these symptoms, you know, the, the cancer's been there a while. And so a lot of times that's why, unfortunately, with lung cancer, sometimes we diagnose it fairly late in the process. But a couple of ones that stand out um, is uh, number one would be unexplained weight loss. Now, that doesn't mean if you've been on a diet and you're trying to lose weight or if you're taking one of the newer medications for diabetes that helps you lose weight and you lose weight, that's not a problem. But if, you know, if you're going about your business, you're eating the normal diet you eat and all of a sudden you notice that, you know, you've lost 20 pounds and you weren't trying, uh, that's a that's a sign of something. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the things that that can be a sign for uh, very commonly is lung cancer. Um, another thing to watch out for, you know, now probably everybody in the United States will have a cough this year. Yeah. Uh, so don't, you know, don't think a cough is, is lung cancer. But if you have a cough that is 
making you on a regular basis bring up blood and you're coughing up blood or if the sputum has blood in it uh, every time, uh, that's sort of a red flag. You know, that's something that uh, you need to talk to a healthcare provider about. Now, if another symptom, which you'll have to look for in your, your lab work, but a lot of people, you know, on a regular basis, they get lab work from their doctor, they get their cholesterol checked, mm -hmm. uh, their blood sugar checked. One of the things that'll be on there is their sodium level. And if your sodium level starts to be low uh, and it stays low all the time, that can also be sort of a red flag uh, symptom hmm. uh, of lung cancer. So if any of those happen, unexplained weight loss, chronically low sodium, or a chronic cough that's also producing blood, you really do need to see a healthcare provider and let them make sure that lung cancer is not the problem. Um, typically, the way it's going to get diagnosed if you do have lung cancer is through, uh, it'll start with some type of imaging, like a CT scan or a chest x-ray, that would show something suspicious. But the only way you can actually prove a diagnosis of lung cancer and also figure out what type it is, is with a biopsy, and that's usually done uh, by a pulmonologist. Uh, Dr. Forrest, you mentioned something uh, earlier that caught my attention. You said not all types of lung cancer come from smoking. So what are some of the other types, and what are the treatments for those? Yeah, so I think, Mike, that's important. Uh, there are people, you know, all the time that get diagnosed with lung cancer, and they never smoked, hmm. and they were never exposed to secondhand smoke. Right. And they're like, how in the world did I get lung cancer? Well, um, we know about asbestosis, uh, which comes from a, a insulating material, fireproofing material. Sure. They used to be put in walls that can cause one sort of rare type of uh, lung cancer. But there's some other types that happen in about 10 to 20 percent of cases that are totally unrelated to smoking. Um, and the most common type of lung cancer in non-smokers is called adenocarcinoma. And that's a type of non-small cell um, that does usually occur in non-smokers. Now, small cell lung cancer and non-small cell lung cancer that is squamous cell, which is just a different type of lung cell, mm -hmm. um, that usually occurs in smokers. And that's about 80 to 90% of lung cancers. And those are smoking related or secondhand smoking related. A lot of times people uh, don't think about, they may have never smoked, uh, but if they lived in a house with somebody that smoked for 50 years, uh, you know, they've, they've had a significant exposure. So sure. you have to think about that, too. Right. Um, in terms of treatments, uh, it depends on which type of cancer. So, for example, uh, you can have some targeted drug therapy uh, for some types of non-small cell lung cancer. Uh, you can also have some immunotherapy. Uh, there's some new drugs that actually target the blood vessel formation uh, of tumors and sort of cut that off. Um, but most of these are going to have an option for either radiation, uh, surgery, uh, radiofrequency ablation for some non-small cell lung cancers. Um, and those are all ways to try to get the, you know, the cancer out. Um, sometimes if they can't get rid of the cancer with radiation or surgery or chemotherapy, um, then there's sort of a palliative mode. I mean, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people with lung cancer aren't going to survive. Mm. Um, and then we go into sort of a different mode. You know, how do we improve uh, quality of life? How do we keep those folks, uh, you know, as functional and, 
uh, as comfortable as we can, as long as they can, you know, because, uh, you know, even those people that don't survive, you want to, uh, you know, make their quality of life as good as possible. Um, but those are some of the common treatments. And again, depending on which type you're diagnosed with is greatly going to affect, um, you know, which one of these, uh, you know, the, the, the physicians choose. It also matters the staging. So whichever type of cancer it is, the staging involves determining, you know, how extensive the cancer is, uh, how have the tumor spread to uh, other organs in your body. And that that's really going to affect a lot, you know, the, the treatment that's chosen as the best. And remember, treatment decisions are always involving patients. You know, the doctors don't just tell you, here's what we're going to do. That always should be a conversation with uh, you getting the risk and benefits of all those different therapies. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Appreciate that. Dr. Forrest is going to discuss key points about lung cancer straight ahead and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is right around the corner. Lung cancer, that's our topic today. What you need to know from Dr. Brian Forrest. This is Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, time now for the Access Health Trivia of the Week. According to the American Cancer Society's estimates, lung cancer in the United States in 2023, about 238,000 new cases of lung cancer will happen this year. And there will be about 127,000 deaths from lung cancer in 2023. And something I don't think a lot of people might know is that lung cancer is by far the leading cause of cancer death in the United States each year. And actually more people die of lung cancer than all of the people that die from colon, breast, and prostate cancers combined. So uh, it's uh, the trivia this week is uh, not that uplifting, uh, but it is really surprising that more people die from lung cancer every year than colon, breast, and prostate combined. Well, yeah, a wake-up call, hopefully, for some folks. What are some keys, uh, other keys, I think, you would like for folks to remember about lung cancer today? Well, first, and this seems pretty obvious, but don't smoke and try not to be around secondhand smoke. Uh, and if you already are a smoker, uh, just start trying to quit. Uh, second, if the number of packs of cigarettes you smoke per day multiplied times the number of years you've smoked is over 20 and you're between age 50 and 80, these new recommendations say you should get a low-dose CT scan every year to screen for lung cancer. And remember, all lung, lung cancers do not come from smoking. So if you have any of those red flag symptoms that we talked about, like coughing up blood or unexplained weight loss, you should see a healthcare provider right away. And lastly, remember that although lung cancer is the deadliest cancer by far, there are treatments that are effective, especially when it's found early. Our scripture this week is from Job 33.4. The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.